Hi, everyone. Welcome to Me, You, and Who. On today's episode, we are talking to Blake Enclave. He entered the world of surrogacy and egg donation as a spouse when his wife decided that she wanted to help create happy families in both these ways. We talk about what it meant to be supportive in that, how that has changed their life forever, what it was for him in ways that he was supportive to her. And it was just an amazing, amazing chat to listen to him and, you know, what it looks like to be that support person when your partner has decided to move forward on this journey. So please enjoy Blake and Clay. Me, you, and who? Who knew it would take more than two people to have a baby? In a world where infertility is no longer a taboo topic, this podcast will take you through all the different aspects of surrogacy and egg donation through the lens of many who walk this journey in different ways. My name is Whitney Hall, and I am a two-time surrogate, now turned surrogacy coordinator for Egg Donor and Surrogate Solutions, the very agency I used when I chose to carry for two amazing families. With this podcast, it is our goal to help guide and support you as you learn about what it takes to grow a family in an alternative way, as well as hear inspiring and beautiful stories of how this path has changed lives forever. We can't wait for you to hear about just one more way happy families are created every day. Well, thanks for taking the time to to do this podcast and have people get to know you and you know just this side of the world of you right. know just infertility and surrogacy and egg donation and all of that fun <laughs> so i think like my first question is did you even okay so for those who don't know you were blake inclade you are married to katie inclade who katie yes. um is a one-time egg donor Yes. And went through one journey as a surrogate. Yes. And this was after you both were married. Yes. And so you've been the spouse and partner and just, you know, supporting cast for for her journey and all of that. Prior to you even, I guess, meeting Katie and, and all of that, did you even know that this was like a thing in the world? Um, Egg donation, absolutely not. Um. No. And I think I probably, I probably, when I thought of surrogacy, probably thought of, you know, the old traditional surrogacy, right? Like that's mm-hmm. I'm the only concept of it that I, that I had even considered. I mean, I'd heard the word before I knew what it meant, but didn't have any idea what it looked like. Uh, or, um, obviously like how, how it would affect both families and impact both families uh, in such a powerful way. So, no, I was I was not keen to any of that, really. Yeah. So when you first, so when Kate, I mean, what was that conversation even like? I guess whenever she first came to you with, "Hey, this is something that I want to do." Like, how did that even go? So yeah, first was egg donation, um, and you know, at the time, uh, we were a young married couple. Um, and she had a teacher in high school who had a child via egg donation. Um, so it was something that she was familiar with and she loved this teacher. Um, I am actually like, we are both now friends with 
the product of this egg donation cycle. Like she is in college, she's in college at Baylor. Um, We've kind of served together at church. Like, yeah, it's, it's kind of a really, it's a really neat story. Um, But so she had been familiar with it for a long time. She brought it to me and I was like, yeah, okay, sure. If that's, you know, I mean, I was, for me, there was really no, you know, consideration of, you know, this is your DNA that's going out into the world, you know. Um, it was just a way that, that she can help someone, obviously benefit a little bit as well. But, um, yeah, I'm. she's such an entrepreneur and has these crazy ideas all the time that it's just like, <laughs> okay, this was, this was the next one. So, yeah, she was, she was an egg donor. Um, gosh, that would have been like, well, it was, I mean, probably 2006. Okay. Um, when she was an egg donor. Um, and, um, yeah, it was, I mean, it was a fairly uninvolved process for me. I mean, you know, she had a few doctor's appointments and, um, you know, some injections that she took, but, but I think I may have helped with those, but outside of that, it was, it was fairly uninvolved. Um, she had a pretty simple cycle. So, um, yeah. And then, and then soon after that, she actually went to work for the agency that she donated through. Right. Um, that was kind of, and, and it was obviously pretty quick, like a pretty fast and furious intake of all the information about the, uh, about the industry at large, just because of her being in it and it being, you know, her main source of income. And so we, I learned a lot about it then. Um, and then she started working with Gail as well on the surrogate side. So when she brought that to me, the idea of her being a surrogate, I was much more familiar with the process and that world. Um, than when she first brought the egg donation thing to me, um, I still wouldn't say I, understood all of what it meant at the time, but, um, I had, I mean, I, I knew the ins and outs of it, I guess, like what it, you know, what it meant her being a surrogate, you know, um, what that meant for us and for the family that she was, that she was helping. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't say, especially the egg donation side, I went, I went into it pretty blind, you know, the surrogate mm-hmm. side, I didn't, I had not talked to any GC's husband before or anything like that, but at least on her side of it, I knew what it meant. I didn't really have any idea what it would mean for me and our family and our kids at that time. So when, I guess, uh, so I guess at what point during, you know, y'all's time frame, she was an egg donor and it was just the two of you. At some point you guys had kids. Yes. And then she became a surrogate. Right. Post, I guess, you guys having your own kids. Did you yeah. have any like, oh, these kids that we've just had, they have people that they're related to out there. Was that ever um, a thought? Honestly, like she she did one egg donation cycle and was about to do another when we found out we were pregnant with our firstborn. Wow. Yes. Yes. Um, she probably would have, and that was not planned at all. Like our, our pregnancy, it was not something we were trying for. Um, 
So she probably would have gone on to do several more egg donor cycles mm-hmm. um, had we not been pregnant. And then we just started fast and furious having these kids. You know, we had three <laughs> in what, uh, four years, basically three and four and a half years. So, um, yeah, that was, and like I said, that was about 2008. She did the egg donor cycle. We had kids in 2008, 10, and 12. Mm-hmm. Um, and no, I mean, honestly, like, yes, I, I do know that there is one, maybe even more. Uh, I know, I know that her cycle, like, was, they had a successful pregnancy um, after her donor cycle. Um, so I know that there is one or maybe even more from that same cycle um child out there that has her dna but to me and maybe it's just my familiarity with the industry now um Mm -hmm. but the idea that like my kids have a sibling out there um doesn't really cross my mind i mean i guess i know it's it i guess i know it's true i mean that they if they have a half sibling out there you know genetically uh and and they're aware of that as well, that mom was a donor. Um, not anything that they've ever really asked questions about. Again, mm-hmm. they, they've grown up in this industry as well. So, I mean, right, it's absolutely. all very familiar <laughs> with them. Um, but, but no, I mean, that doesn't, I don't ever like sit and wonder, ah, wonder where that kid lives and what they're doing now. Or that, that to me is, I don't know. It's, it's, I consider the, the blessing, the family side of it especially with the relationship that we have uh, with her surrogate family, her IPs on the surrogate side. Um, that has, has been a big impact on me, obviously. I, I know that kid and we know that family very well. They're very special to us. Um, that A little bit different, obviously, than the donor side because that kid is not genetically related to Katie. Um, she was just the oven, right? But no, I mean, the idea that, that Katie has another kid out there somewhere has never really, like, I never sat and thought much about that. Sure, sure. So then, so like you said, kind of during that egg donation process, you were pretty, hey, I'm not doing too much, you know, that kind of thing. How right. did that change when she was a surrogate? Oh, yeah. Um, a little different. Um, she had three, with our children, she had three it's easy for me to say as the husband, right? I was never pregnant, but I think she would say <laughs> she had three pretty easy pregnancies with our kids, um, relatively. And so uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't want to speak like, like an idiot husband here. Like, ah, pregnancy is easy. No problem. No, 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 um, <laughs> just nothing, nothing quite, you know, out of the ordinary. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, we had friends like, you know, one of them was, was pregnant with twins, you know, with her own twins and she was on bed rest for, for, you know, so I, yeah. I related to that and I would say, yes. you know, relatively they were simple pregnancies. Um, <laughs> and I think she would say the same. Um, but yeah, I mean, there was, I don't know what it was, 12 weeks of progesterone shots, you know, that Katie was not, you know, willing or able to give to herself. So I did that, you know, um, and then just, yeah, like pregnancy changes the dynamics of a family. So, I mean, she was fully pregnant, you know, for nine months and, um, you know, it affected, um, her mood at times. It affected what we could do as a family from time, you know, you don't just 
when you're eight months pregnant, you don't just decide to go, you know, on vacation, you know, or something like that. So there was an impact on our, on our family. Um, but nothing that was, I would say too big of an inconvenience really. Um, it's not something that came as a surprise that, Oh my goodness, now Katie's pregnant. You know, obviously it's something that's very much planned. Um, and so we planned to not take any family vacations during that nine months. We, you know, um, so it's not, it's, it didn't feel like an inconvenience in that way, I guess. Sure. It's, I mean, in the moment you probably think, oh, you know, um, this thing we're not going to do because, because she's pregnant and, and you feel even as, you know, her, as the GC's husband, I felt maybe even having, you know, been through three other pregnancies with our own kids you you even feel a little bit more of a weight of responsibility being pregnant with someone else's kids, you know, yeah. um, in a way that's like, not that we were irresponsible, you know, pregnant people with our own, but sure. you're just kind of like, ah, this is, you know, this is something that you want to take extra special care of. So, um, yeah, it was definitely a more involved process uh, as the husband of a, of a GC relative to the husband of a, of an egg donor. Sure. Sure. So what did, I guess, what did support look like and was it similar or different than, I mean, you just alluded to, you kind of felt more responsible, I guess, in this case. So what did support look like Yeah. and yeah. did that tweak or change based off of your keepers, you know, and then this gestational pregnancy or carrying pregnancy? Um, so, I mean, logistically, I will tell you, so, uh, her intended parents were in Houston. We live in North Dallas. So she used her own OB, like the same OB that, you know, was her doctor when we had all three of our kids who is in Frisco. I mean, 10 minutes away, she had, um, more doctor's appointments for, her surrogate, you know, cycle than she did just for, you know, our pregnancies, just because it's, you know, it's a little bit more involved process. And you've got, again, these intended parents that are, you know, half a state away that are just kind of, you know, and a, and a endocrinologist that's wanting to know, Hey, is this, you know, is this pregnancy going well? So there are, there are more doctor's appointments, but again, it's not like she's driving to Houston for every doctor's appointment or anything like that. They're 10 minutes away. So, um, there was more of that. And then, you know, as she grew more and more pregnant, I mean, um, she's, she doesn't like driving anyway. So I was doing all of the driving when it came to those things. So that was part of it. Like I said, the progesterone shots early on in the pregnancy. Um, you know, I, I am, I guess, sensitive enough to know that, Hey, when you're pregnant, like, you're growing a human inside you and you are more tired than normal, you know? And so, you know, there was support looked like, Hey, doing probably a little bit more around the house with the kids, um, things like that, as especially later on in pregnancy, um, that you just kind of bear a little bit more of that weight, um, around the house. But, you know, I guess in general, that's the, and that really wasn't much different than being pregnant with our own kids. You know, it was the same, right? I mean, I think I probably, 
I probably did, you know, probably a little bit more around the house with our own kids as well. So that wasn't really sure. much different. So I would say that's that's the bulk of it as far as trying to to be, you know, a support system for a GC was was understanding that yes, you know, your your spouse is growing a human inside of her and is is tired a little more often. Um but Again, they're the, the shots towards the beginning of the of the cycle that I I think I don't know, maybe maybe you would know, but I probably a lot of these women, you know, do themselves and don't need help with, but Katie wasn't comfortable with that, so I did the shots. Um it was back and forth. My first journey, Josh did mine, and then my second journey You were comfortable with it them. and just yeah. did it yourself. Yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, I mean that's that to me, like that's, that's really all there was to it. I didn't, I didn't feel like inconvenienced or, um, you know, any, any more than, than we did with our own pregnancies, which I, like I said, were relatively, um, uncomplicated. Yeah. That's a good, <laughs> yeah, that's a good word. Uncomplicated. So anyways, yeah. Okay, so obviously in your own pregnancies, you're your keepers, you're sitting there, you're dreaming, you're thinking of names, all of that. Like you, you know, as a husband generally have an emotional attachment to what's going on. Yeah. And maybe it seems a little foreign and then it becomes real when the baby's there or vice versa. I mean, that varies for everybody. Sure. What did I guess maybe what a delivery day look like in this aspect? And I'm oh, assuming man. Oh man. Oh go so, Blake. Go. So I will tell you, like, you know, I can't speak for Katie as the GC, but throughout this whole pregnancy, I felt relatively unattached. Sure. Like, this is I, I knew the intended parents. We had met them, I don't know, throughout this process, up until delivery. We had met them and been around them a half dozen times at appointments. They would, they would come up to appointments. Obviously we, we, we also did go down and meet with um, the, I, the, uh, the clinic, the fertility clinic as well. So met them there, just kind of had a get to know you meeting before, you know, the uh, like contracts were signed and it became a match. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but um. It, to me, I just, I felt fairly unattached, especially relative to our previous pregnancies with our own kids. Um, and this is not like, but the day of delivery, it was, it was just, man, like the coolest experience of my life. And that's not exaggeration. It was the first, even though our kids, our three kids were born in this same hospital, um, it was a very new hospital when our firstborn uh, was born. So, I, you know, like I said, he was born in the 08. I think the hospital maybe opened in 06. Um, okay. This was the first surrogate birth at, at our hospital. And so, oh. yeah, so um, they didn't have a lot of protocols as far. I mean, your standard pregnancy, like, yeah, you get one person in the delivery room, you know, whatever. Katie had um, had three C-sections with our with our children. Mm -hmm. um, the first one, literally like we went in for the 
the appointment the day before the scheduled delivery uh, induction and overnight he flipped. And so we go in that morning for the induction and they do the ultrasound and they're like, nope, he's upside down, you know? And so just scheduled the C-section for the, for noon that day. Um, and so that was just kind of normal for us at the time, you know, the fourth one being, you know, being this, this surrogate pregnancy, like we, we knew what a, you know, what a C-section was going to look like. It was a, it was more of an operating room than a delivery room. Um, but there were, like I said, at the hospital, there weren't a lot of protocols like, oh goodness, normally it's just one person in the room, but that's not even the father of the baby. Like, what is this? Gonna... So they were kind enough to basically let all four of us be in the operating room for this delivery. In addition to probably like, and Katie was okay with this and as, as were the IPs, but probably six other doctors and nurses that just kind of wanted to see and be a part of this experience of a, you know, surrogate delivery. Really just kind of onlookers, to be honest with you. Um, but I'm telling you, if there were 10 people in that operating room, there was not a dry eye in the room. Like it was the most powerful experience to be a part of that and a, a very small part of that, um, that day. But, um, you know, I was by Katie's bed. They were, the intended parents were kind of off in the corner a little bit, you know, looking on. And then like we had kind of given instructions to the nurses and doctors, like when this baby comes out, like we're not, you know, we're not handing it to Katie. We're, we're handing this baby to the intended parents. Oh. Like, yeah. Um, and so obviously they're they're bawling, all the doctors and nurses, like kind of just having an idea of what they had gone through up to that point to get to the point of having you know of using a surrogate. Um and just the um man, the joy and elation in that room, like it was it was like nothing I've ever experienced and really haven't again um since then. So um yeah, that was a super, super powerful experience for me. And it it made me connect, you know, it kind of formed a connection to that baby, but not in a way that was like, you know, this is kind of my child. This is just something that I had a very small part in being a blessing to this family. Um, and uh, And now since then, like, we are super close to them. You know, we see them probably three or four times a year, even though they live four hours away. Um, we go down for his birthdays every year. Um, and he just kind of, I guess that relationship has almost kind of turned into like a aunt and nephew relationship, you know, for us. Um, he, you know, is fully aware that he didn't grow in his mommy's belly that Katie was his surrogate that he grew he grew in Katie's belly and that she was his you know his oven and um it's it really is it's just a super special relationship and they now they have since had two other kids that um kind of miraculously she was able to carry like they weren't yeah. simple pregnancies at all sure. they were and actually every time she became there both times that she became pregnant after this surrogate, you know, journey, like she got the news and started crying because she thought she knew what that meant. Like, this is just going to be a painful, you know, probably I know what the outcome is going to be. 
Um, it's going to be physically and emotionally painful. Um, and actually we were discussing doing another, a sibling journey, um, at the time when she found out she was pregnant and she was super sad about it and she was able to carry that baby full term. She She has now three children. Um, two of them were post surrogate journey that, um, uh, that are, um, just super awesome kids. I mean, it's just, it's, and so we've, I, I would say like our relationship with Pace is the surrogate baby. His name is Pace. Um, probably a little bit different than with her other two kids, but they're just kind of like our nephews as well. Um, and it's, I don't know, it's just a really cool, unlike any other relationship that we have, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. it's, it's special. That is so special. That is yeah. so special. So would you say, I mean, how did you and Katie's relationship either, you know, just change or grow or, you know, just either through that process, obviously it sounds like post-process that was whenever it really hit you. Right. Yeah. Just, I mean, as that support, what, what did, I mean, you know, how did that grow? How did that change y'all's relationship? Um, I, I mean, I would say like Katie is an absolutely awesome person. She is incredibly selfless and thoughtful. Um, and it's the, so I consider myself like somewhat of a generous and um, service oriented person. Like I, I really love, I've got a job that allow affords me the, and I also am a little bit like kind of DIY handy. I've got a lot of friends that aren't and you know, um, I, I get the opportunity to go and just help and do just because I enjoy, you know what I mean? But at the same time, like I don't, I'm not as thoughtful as she is like the, uh, the idea of like, man, this person probably could use some help. Like essentially I, I need to be asked to help and I'm always willing to, when I am asked, I just don't. Um, but man, I will say like watching her through that process and just the idea of the idea of helping someone in that way and having the idea for yourself of helping someone in that way. Uh, just, I just admire her so much. I really do. And I know I was a, a part of it, um, a small part of it, but it, it, it just grew that admiration that I have for her uh, so much to be able to be, to be willing to give of yourself in that way. Uh, that is no small feat, like um, a, a long, you know, all in all, like 12 month process when you start, you know, talking about what goes into the, you know, psychological evaluations and, you know, just the, um, everything that happens before the, you're actually pregnant, you know? So, um, it is, yeah, it is just something that for me, like, yeah, grew my admiration for her. Um, and, um, makes me incredibly proud of, of who she is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you're so funny. You keep saying you were such a small part of the process. And I, <laughs> I mean, 
as someone who did it twice, I will yes. say, you know, having Josh always in my corner, that was huge. And that support system is so huge for carriers. So, I mean, it's, I know it's, obviously maybe it's just, I don't know, like, I understand that, yes, having, having someone who supports you and, and loves you through it and, you know, is there for the big things and the little things. Yeah. I guess it's just, I think, relative to what you did, right? And what Katie did, what I did, it feels a little bit like that, right? You know, I mean, I, I didn't carry a baby. I didn't grow a human inside me for nine months and then and then go through the delivery. So I agree. It is not, it is not small. Um, it just, in a way, relative to, you know, to what the surrogate goes through, it feels a little relative. bit small. We can say relative, but still yes. important. But still very important. <laughs> I would agree with that. Yes. So what advice, having gone through both kind of, you know, supporting her through egg donation, which was more kind of short and sweet and I guess pretty to the point versus... Yeah. And, and, and- and I would add, like, that egg donation process, like, we don't call it anonymous anymore, right? Because it really, in this world of, you know, social networks and uh, facial recognition software and all that, like, if, if a, an intended parent or a, you know, donor-conceived person wants to try and find out who their donor was, they can, you know. But yeah. it was, for all intents and purposes, anonymous. Like, we never met. The intended parents uh, don't know their names. They they knew Katie as her donor number, you know. So um, that was a big part of that, right? Like it's you're relatively disconnected um, from you know from the other party. So anyway, sorry yeah. I interrupted. With no, no, that. no, you're good. No, but you're exactly right. I mean, you it is so almost nuclear, right? Like, you know, it's so, it's so big and out there. And this was really just the two of you and it was shots and one day and, you know, not to say that it's not big and you absolutely need that support system. And it just looks different whenever you're going through the surrogacy process for sure. So what would be maybe your advice whether it's to one versus the other or overall that maybe you would give to the supporting person in, you know, that position. Um, so I have, I have had several conversations with husbands of, you know, of women who are considering being a GC. Sure. Um, and and they have different questions. Um, you know, some of them have questions like, "Man, how do you how do you deal with the idea that your wife's carrying a, a baby for another person?" You know. And for me, like my answer to that is, when you know, because there there are awkward moments in public. You know, I just I just laughed about it. You know, I'd, I'd make a joke <laughs> like, "Oh, you you know, what does she?" when's your baby do? And I'm like, ah, oh, it's not mine. You know, I, I just kind of make, make light of it or, you know, it, that's just my nature. I think, um, I did not, like I said, just kind of like the egg donation thing, when you were asking about the idea of, you know, there being another child out there that's related. Um, 
that to me, like I said, I looked, I guess I looked at it very kind of pragmatically, like we're just helping. Like this is not, this is not anything that is, um, that I have a fatherly attachment to this child. It's, it's just something that we're able to do to help. Um, and so I understand that there are people out there, there are both GCs and, you know, and spouses that might struggle with the idea of either like having um, more of a, you know, of a connection to that or more of a hang up about, man, my wife's, you know, my wife's carrying someone else's baby, you know, but to me, um, that was not a big concern. It was not something that I considered really. It, it, I looked at more of it through like a service lens, like able, this is something we are able to do. Again, Katie's pregnancies were relatively simple, uncomplicated, and she's willing to do it. I am more than willing. And the, in the task that she's taking on, you know, again, relative to that, I am more than willing to, to be her support. So, um, but as far as being that support, yeah, I mean, I would, I would say be prepared for, for another pregnancy because it, you know, it was, and, and just kind of, obviously if you're going through this process, you have been pregnant before. Um, so you should have an idea of what that looks like. And, um, so, so yeah, be fully prepared to be the supportive, you know, spouse that you were before, but also with a little bit more, like I said, more, maybe a few more doctor's appointments, you probably didn't deal with, you know, the medications and the shots, you know, with previous pregnancies. So there is a little bit of that, but, um, and then like, I, again, I understand that, that the relationship between GCs and IPs don't all look the same. Not every, uh, not every GC has the same experience that, that we had with our IPs. Um, some of them are a little bit more, um, probably some of them are, are even closer you know, um, especially if you are local, you know, and live in the same town, like yeah. I've, I've heard stories of, of them kind of almost like becoming best friends throughout the process. And, and Katie and her, you know, her IP are very close friends, but they didn't get together every week or every day, you know, just to hang out because, <laughs> sure. local. but, um, yeah, I mean, I would say like, in a way, just kind of be prepared to be a little bit uh, taken aback by that process. Like I was not expecting to be that emotional, um, in a good way, like just like the impact of, gosh, this is a, this is a human life that was only brought into this world through the help that, you know, we were able to give like that, man, that's a big, heavy thought, you know? And so, and this family that is now created because we were able and willing to help. That was kind of a, a a big, heavy moment for me. And it was powerful and it was um, awesome. And it's, like I said, it's something that we will probably never experience like, you know, a feeling like that again, partly because after her fourth C-section, Katie's OB was like, you've got enough scar tissue now. We probably don't need to do this again because we were even exploring doing it again. Um, but but yeah, I think, I think being, being available as a, as a spouse, being emotionally 
uh, supportive, but also just kind of being being there, being present, um, and understanding like, yes, this is another pregnancy, but it's not the same kind of pregnancy. You know what I mean? Like this is not this is not our child. Um, so there may be different emotions surrounding that as well, um, both during the pregnancy and after. Yeah. Did you have, did you have any support? Obviously you were supportive of Katie. Did you have any support? Did you feel like you needed any support? Um, so we have, we have, I guess it was more just kind of encouragement more than anything, kind of the same way I was talking about my relationship with Katie. Like we did have several people, like whether they're at church or just family friends that were really just amazed, you know, Mm -hmm. that, that Katie and I were willing to do this. And so encouraging of like, man, that is, that is such an awesome thing that y'all are, that y'all are doing. Um, such a cool blessing that you're able to give to someone else. So I would say most of the support I experienced was just kind of like encouragement more than anything. Um, that, that really did make me at the time, like kind of take a step back and like, yeah, you're right. This is not just a normal like favor that we're doing for somebody. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, this is, this is a big thing. So yeah, I would say that was my experience. We did not experience much pushback at all from, uh, you know, we had maybe a family member or two that were like, gosh, I don't, you know, this is serious. Like this is, pregnancy, you know, can be dangerous. And this is, you have your own kids to worry about and you have, you know, and our answer to that was really like, you know what, like we have a responsibility to our kids, a responsibility, not just like physically to provide for them, but also a responsibility to grow them and to teach them about generosity. And like, what bigger lesson can we give our kids in generosity and, and service and helping people than, than something like this? So, um, that was, you know, that was really our answer to that one or two family member that were like, that's, you know, I don't know why, why you're willing to do this when you have kids of your own that you're responsible to like, yeah, it's not just a physical responsibility though. It's, it's a responsibility to teach them and to grow them into humans that are putting good back into the world. So Mm -hmm. it was the example that we were trying to set for them, um, that, more than anything. And and like I said, now they, they've got a super cool special relationship with that little boy too. Now, like, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's really neat. It's super special. So that's sweet. That's really, really sweet. I, my, um, I think one of my favorite moments was for, for my kids, it was my first journey and the intended mom, she brought in, it was twins and she brought in the girls and my kids were all there, you know, visiting me. And she was like, look, it's your first friend. <laughs> that's awesome yeah oh man yeah, it, and yeah. It's, you know like again uh katie having had a c-section like we were we were in the hospital for a few days after you know the uh-huh. delivery, right yes. and so uh she was recovering in the hospital and um baby was super healthy you know so essentially ready to be discharged, you know, the next day. Um, but they stayed in town, you know, and basically the, the intended parents, you know, they stayed in town and 
because uh, they live in Houston. They were in Dallas, you know, for the delivery, but um, stayed in town for a couple of days until Katie was uh, discharged. Um, would bring Pace up, you know, to visit all that for the next couple of days. Um, and then, like, obviously, so they were there for the delivery. Both of their parents were there, you know, in the waiting room uh, for the delivery. Came up from Houston as well. Both They're both originally from Houston, so all their families are there. Um, so, yeah, like, grandparents were there. And then, obviously, like, Katie's family was there just kind of supporting. My parents were there. Like, it was – we had – I mean – a lot of pregnancies, there's a, you know, there's a lot of family and extended family in the waiting room, but then we had both, you know, Katie's, Katie's extended family, my extended family, and then I, <laughs> IF and IM's extended family. Like it was, it was literally, we filled the entire waiting room. Um, oh my God. They're getting to know each other. And it was like a giant circus, but it was, it was awesome. Like it was such a cool, such a cool experience. That's really neat. That is, that is so fun. So, okay. So I have two more questions for you. One of them, silly. What was, okay. Going back to, you know, you had mentioned like out in public and, you know, just that. (laughs) Yes. Yes. What was the wildest either comment or question that you got just as the spouse? I mean, you know, when you, when you're out in public, like you're, you look just like a pregnant couple, right? I mean, and the only thing that ever kind of made it awkward was our youngest is just, uh, I mean, she is just a fireball and full of energy and never met a stranger. And so like we'd yeah. be in the line at the grocery store and she'd be like, my mom's pregnant, but it's not ours. You know, just like making random like comments to strangers like that. And so like, we're like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm a surrogate. Like you're just, this is, you know, this is not even brought on by the stranger. It's like, we've, we've brought this on ourselves in a way because of our, you know, our spunky little, whatever she was, I guess, probably four or five year old at the time that just, yeah, she needs everyone to know that mommy's a surrogate, you know? Um, so yeah, there were several of those, of those occasions where she just, you know, perfect stranger is just like, Hey, Hey, this is, yeah, my mommy's pregnant, but it's not ours. We don't get to keep it. You know? So <laughs> I would say, and that happened on more than one occasion. Um, but no, I mean, we never really had any like super awkward or, um, I mean, there were times where maybe it's, you know, an older lady who was just like, oh, oh, like super concerned or like not real familiar with what the process looked like. And so just, okay, well, good talk, and then just go on our way or whatever, and you just kind of laugh it off, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, most of them were just like, oh, my gosh, that is so cool. Like, knew the process existed, but didn't really know much about it, and so we're just like, wow, this is a real-life surrogate out in the wild, you know? <laughs> like, right, got- they're not like a lifetime. <laughs> Yes, I got the chance today to meet a, a woman carrying baby for someone else and probably went home and told, you know, told her husband about it or whatever. So um, that's too funny. Yeah, just kind of surprised was was our more most common reaction was just like, OK, cool. All right. Well, good luck. You know, so that was <laughs> that was our most. Yeah, that was what we experienced most of the time. Just like that's awesome. Oh, this is not just a normal pregnant woman, you know, in the store. This is sure. This is, 
Yeah, this is a surrogate. So <laughs> what a great opportunity for education. Thanks, Maggie. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> was there anything, I think my final question, was there anything uh-huh. that you wish you knew then that you know now after going, you know, through both kind of things? Um, one thing that comes to mind, like, that's really not, wish I would have known this going in, but like, I will say we had to, because of the relationship, because of the kind of people that our intended parents are, and because of our relationship with them, like, you know, we probably saw them once or, you know at least almost monthly, I would say for that first year or so after, despite living four hours away, um, after delivery. And like, I kind of wish this was a conversation, I guess that we would have had beforehand. And maybe you don't know that you're going to have that feeling or whatever, but it was like every time we got together, you know, or out to eat or whatever, they're trying to pay for it. And they're like, you know, this is the least we can do we don't have to try and repay it, you know, like, let's just, let's just have this cool relationship. And that honestly, like seeing you parent your child is kind of the repayment we need for it. So like, just knowing the way that we've blessed you and being able to see that and experience that is really more than enough. We don't need to be repaid like for this. Like, this is not anything that you're going to, you know, gift us enough to be like, all right, now we're, now we're even right. Like, (laughs) We're, never, we're not going to ever be even, and let's just recognize that and move on. Just be. Well, it's a different kind of even, right? Like, you know, just like you said, watching you become parents yes. was that was the gift. That was yes. our biggest gift. Like, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And so, like, I wish I would have known going in that, like, yes, this these IPs were going to feel this indebtedness to us, and maybe tried to have that discussion beforehand. Um. Outside of that, anything I wish I would have known going in um, beforehand. I don't. I don't think there were really any any um, anything super unexpected. Um, like I said, she had delivered. I guess maybe you know, maybe if that was our first experience with a C-section. Right. Like that would have been, whoa, okay, this is pretty different. Like recovery from this looks different. And um, the delivery itself looks very different. But um, no, I mean, I don't think there was anything having been through three pregnancies before that I was super surprised by or anything like that. But yeah. Like I, in a way, I guess I would say, man, I, I kind of wish I knew that would, how that would hit me. I mean, I was in tears and I was like emotional for, like days after the delivery, like just, I did not expect that at all. I kind of expected it more of like kind of a business transaction. Like, okay, you know, here's, here's your baby. Like we can go Beyond on your way, way. You know, <laughs> but um, no, like it was, yeah, it was super deep and powerful. And um, I don't know how you could prepare for that, you know, but, but yeah. maybe just, conversation with someone saying that had been through that before and being like, yeah, this hit me hard, like in a good way, never like, um, you know, any remorse or, or anything like that. It was just like, 
was not expecting to be overcome with emotion in that way. Um, So I guess maybe that would be the only other thing. Yeah. Oh, that's so awesome. That's so, oh, that's so amazing. It's fun to, I mean, I've, I've certainly talked to Josh and I've talked to, you know, as a coordinator, I've talked to other spouses. Sure. Rarely, but like on occasion and very rarely. And so I so appreciate you sharing your story just, you know, on, on with through both programs and, and, and all of that. And, um, you know, I think it's really easy to, like you said, you're looking at the person who's actually carrying the baby, but you know, her whole family's there or, you know, whatever that support system looks like. So, so that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we often say literally like it is the best thing we've ever done as a family. Um, yeah, the relationship that we got out of it with RIPs, um, and just, I think, I think it's just an incredible, like life lesson to our children as well. Like, yeah, this is, you know, it's not terribly different. We also are a foster family. We have, we have a foster son in our, in our care right now. He's 14. And like, that's another thing that's just like, yeah, like this is a way that we can give and help. We've been blessed we can bless others. And so, yeah, we often refer to it as like, yeah, the best thing we've ever done as a family. So Mm, I love that. I love that. Well, thank you for sharing your story. And I appreciate you You taking the time out of your oh, so busy day. I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, you know, I know other people out there will appreciate this perspective as well. So thanks so much. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. You have just finished listening to an episode of Me, You, and Who. To find out more about Egg Donor and Surrogate Solutions, go to www.createahappyfamily.com.